Hi guys and welcome back to Clueless the podcast. So if you don't know where you're going in your life or where to go next then this is the podcast for you. We're here to kind of share our experiences or hear from your stories and inspire you to hopefully find the career or life that you want to live. Um, before we dive into the next guest I really want to introduce you to co-host Rachel. Hello. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Rachel. And yeah, just like you, I'm trying to get a clue about what I want to do in life. So graduating last year, I know just how much of a struggle it can be to find a job and career that you feel passionate about, um, especially when you're not even sure like what your dream career is. So I've definitely experienced times of feeling really overwhelmed and just really unsure about what I want to do career wise over the last year. And Although I'm in a job now that I really enjoy, there are still days of doubt where I'm like, am I doing the right thing? And this is kind of why I'm just so excited to use this podcast to learn from some really inspiring guests about how they got to where they are and found their passion in life and just genuinely got a clue. Nice. Very, very nice, wholesome introduction, Rachel. (laughs) Um, So today we have a really special guest. Her name is Erica Moore. Erica Moore was a lawyer and now she has created her own tea business, which is thriving. In 2008, she decided to walk away from this career in law and do something that was more fulfilling with her life. Yeah, so after realising that she had a passion for tea, she packed up and travelled around the world to learn as much as she could about the tea trade. So after returning home, she opened her own tea company, Etiquette, fulfilling her passion for bringing people together through great tasting loose leaf tea. And we can't wait uh, to find out more about her journey and her passion in life. Okay, so first of all, thank you so, so much for coming onto the podcast, Erica. Um, we kind of love that you're all about chasing your dreams and finding your passions in life, which is kind of what this podcast is going to be about. Um, so yeah, Rachel, if you want to start firing questions. Yeah, so before we get into like how you created Etiquette, how you found your passion in life, we'd just like to know a little bit more about why you became a lawyer. And so we know that you've got a degree from Strathclyde in Law, just like Zara over here. Yeah. So why did you choose law? Was it something you'd always wanted to do at high school or just a job you felt there was a strong career path in? What led you down that that path? A very good question. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on the podcast and it's right up my street so yeah brilliant to have the (laughs) no worries talk about living your life on purpose which is what my mission is all about in life now because yeah I did start off as a lawyer um, and I guess I grew up in the time of uh, Ali McBeal and LA Law and it was glamorous walk about with a and like carry a cool briefcase and, and all these cool things so yeah I grew, grew up thinking well oh, it's quite exciting and glamorous and cutting edge um and my dad had uh he was he had a lawyer still as a lawyer but I guess if anything he tried to put me off oh really <laughs> because of that um and then actually when I was at uni- when I was at school, um, I remember thinking like I wasn't the brightest kid in school by any stretch of the imagination. So I was very ambitious. So I thought, right, what's the best job I can aim for? And with very little imagination, I thought, right, it's either doctor or lawyer. Like <laughs> <laughs> right of blood. So I thought, right, well, lawyer. That's it. And that was literally the choice. Yeah. Really. really so narrow, so um, unimaginative, and I didn't give it too much thought. 
Yeah. Did seek out careers advice at school and was advised to be a librarian. Oh, wow. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of, that's what kind of we're talking about as well in this podcast. I mean, I was kind of the same as you. I, I liked English and I was like, okay, well, I'll just do law then because, you know, it's a really good career to, to take. And you don't really, you don't really think about it too much. Um, and I've worked, like, I've worked in a few law firms and I guess my next que- kind of question for you is how was life as a lawyer I know it's kind of there's a lot of things about law you know you kind of have to work really hard long hours was that kind of the case for you did you enjoy it how was life as a lawyer I guess um, so yeah another good question um, I strangely enough so I did a Scottish law degree um, mm-hmm. and my now husband also did a Scottish law degree and we decided that actually we wanted to work in London because it's... Oh, wow. Cool. Mm-hmm. Instead of practising in Scotland, we did the conversion course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I spent an awful lot of time studying for two years in London um, with, a, with a big litigation firm just off Fleet Street. And it was amazing. It was so exciting. I, I learned so much, particularly during my training contract. So you get to move around every six months. Yeah, yeah. And I was just chucked in at the deep end. There was yeah loads of really exciting cases. I got to do lots using my own initiative. Um, and then um, I qualified and qualified into the insurance litigation department, mm-hmm. which again, really interesting at first. I was still learning loads and loads. But then as I got more specialised, um, I got my field got narrower, the cases got bigger, I saw less people, I was out and about even less and yeah it just kind of, I thought wow this it. it's like I can't really do this for another 30 years. Yeah totally. I want to put people off law because it's not law per se, mm-hmm. it was a, just something that the particular field that I find myself in it wasn't fulfilling um, and I felt like the work I was doing wasn't helping anybody it was if anything helping yeah it was it was complicated yeah Yeah, totally totally so yeah that kind of leads us on to the next question so obviously you're no longer a lawyer but did you so it says on your website you had this kind of moment of clarity I was wondering like was there a specific moment that you were just like okay this is not what I want to do anymore like what made you feel like okay yeah law definitely just isn't the right path for me because it's definitely like a big decision like you've worked so hard you were saying you were enjoying it putting doing all the training contracts and putting in a lot of hours to then realize actually no I'm just going to walk away from it yes so yes there was a moment yeah it was in the bath I had a lovely (laughs) (laughs) work one morning and I think it was a Tuesday but I remember it so so clearly Um, and I just made the decision then and there that that's it Today I was that day I was going to find what it was that I was going to do with the rest of my life, what what it was that I was really passionate about, um, and I just made that decision in the bath, and I decided that it was going to be that day. Um, but I guess it's quite helpful to know a bit of the backstory to that. So yeah, totally. I never dreamed of having my own business. Um, never thought about being an entrepreneur. The only kind of person I'd heard of was uh, Richard, Richard Branson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't something that was on my radar at all, but I, because I'd been sitting at my desk for long, long hours, carrying loads of files up and down stairs, I developed um, quite severe back problems. Oh no. Um, so I'd been seen, thankfully I had private medical insurance, so I was 
in and out that MRI scanner and oh gosh had um, a slip disc and various things in my neck and whatnot so I was in quite a lot of pain yeah yeah I was just plowing on through and sitting down for 12 hours a day which was really really not the right thing to do um so part of that was part of it I had a bit of a a health scare um I guess that kind of was a cup call that I needed yeah totally I mean it is it's not sometimes it's not really a healthy lifestyle you know kind of these office jobs sitting at a desk and it's not usually nine to five with law it's usually nine till till whenever (laughs) the job is done done. (laughs) Um, but I guess it's kind of so you're kind of sitting in the bath having this moment but what kind of made you think okay tea is something that I might pursue how did that kind of come about well I went into work and I was um yeah, I just had made the decision to find what it was I was passionate about. Mm-hmm. I was just doing some random Googling and <laughs> came across an article by um, Moby um, all about, he'd opened a, so the singer-songwriter Moby, uh-huh, uh-huh. he'd opened a, a tea room in New York called Teeny, E-N-Y. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's really cool. Hadn't ever thought about tea in that way before. Um, and then the same day I I don't know how, but I got hold of some whole leaf tea. It was more like fruit infusions and flavoured teas that I had to start Mm -hmm. with. uh, And just tried them and I just thought, wow, this is incredible. It actually tastes amazing. It tastes what it's meant to taste like rather than just looking great, but tasting like hot water. Yeah. (laughs) We just do up till then. So I just really, and I was like, wow, why, why are we like, we're a nation of tea drinkers and we're all drinking bulk standard rubbish tea. There's a whole other world out there. And I started looking at the history. This is all on that that day. Uh, And just looked at the Boston Tea Party and how much tea has shaped the world and shapes cultures all over the the world and how it brings people together. Just completely obsessed with it. So, yeah, from that day on, I've been completely hooked. (laughs) Tea fanatic. (laughs) So, like, so what then gave you the confidence to actually follow this passion so it's one thing okay having the idea and feeling like oh yeah this this is a really good idea I actually might be like quite passionate about this but like what then pushed you to actually make the steps in order to pursue it as a career yeah well lots of self-help books so I'm a self-help addict me too I I love them (laughs) (laughs) room fills of them now um and yeah I guess I had I'd spent a long time, I don't know, I can't remember how long, but sort of trying to get it off the ground and doing lots of background work while I was still working um, every weekend, every holiday, night time, would spend in the British Library copying stuff down or doing free courses with Business Gateway. Um, but then I realised that the only way to actually get it off the ground was to quit completely uh, and just take the leap and the best. So that's- Yeah. It must be kind of, that must have been quite like a pivotal moment for you literally handing in your resignation I mean and I also noticed that you went traveling so was that kind of soon after were you kind of like okay I need to find out more about tea I've left my job I've got the time now I'm gonna explore the world a bit and find out a bit more yeah so I quit my job and then I went backpacking by myself to show wow so cool yeah (laughs) very exciting Um, just with the sole aim of learning more about tea and finding suppliers and just really getting to know the product and just learning as much as possible so just immersing myself in it and so yeah Yeah. I remember making like handing in my resignation and everyone thought I was daft nobody could understand (laughs) Um, 
But I do remember going to my leaving drinks and just for the first time feeling like I could actually be myself. Wow, <laughs> that's so good. Amazing. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so- sorry, you go, Rachel. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was just like, how did people? So you're saying, was it was it were your fa- How did your family kind of react when you told them? Was it a decision you kind of made together, like you going off traveling by yourself? It's quite a crazy, like big decision. What what were their thoughts about it? And um, well, my husband has been incredible right from the start, and yeah, he's stood outside Starbucks with me, counting people in and out on rainy days. Oh wow! With his library all summer, like he's yeah, he's just been the most supportive person ever and he's right behind everything that I've done we were doing it for us yeah Um, so yeah he fully supported he would yeah look after things while I swanned off to (laughs) (laughs) but I guess it's kind of good to start I mean you're really getting to the roots of tea and kind of you know back to its actual history because I guess if you want to start your own tea business you really want to be knowledgeable on subjects so I mean there's no better place to, to visit, I guess, than the actual, you know, the roots of where it kind of came from. Um, Important, like, I'd read loads of books. I'd read, like, every book I could get my hands on about, about tea, but I think until you're actually in the tea gardens and you're seeing it being made firsthand and you're getting up in the middle of the night to check on the tea leaves. Wow. <laughs> it's a whole process. Yeah. I guess it was, I know that you opened in 2008, which is kind of, a difficult time to yeah to start your business <laughs> I mean how how was that was it really difficult did you kind of did you have moments maybe then where you're thinking oh no like have I done the right thing or have I made a huge mistake was it kind of scary I guess uh, yes and yes is the answer. <laughs> yeah it's safe to say that the past 11 and a half years have been a bit of a roller coaster yep. oh, <laughs> and yeah and now as well exactly. yeah it started in the, the credit crunch um, which really difficult time to start a business. Um, I'd also, I was still living in London in summer 2008, so we decided we were going, I was trying to open Etiquette down there, but then decided actually long term I don't want to stay in London. So yeah. let's move to Edinburgh, where we know one person. <laughs> There's a castle in it, so yeah, thought that, was a, that was the extent of our market research. <laughs> Oh really? Well it is a beautiful city like I mean we've lived here all our life so. <laughs> and I guess it's quite Bye. good there's the tourists and stuff as well um but yeah. so where are you from originally? I'm from Gurok originally on the west coast. Oh okay oh so yeah. Edinburgh was com- Edinburgh was completely random then you were just like yeah we'll just come here and see how it yeah. goes. We both studied in Glasgow so to open there we felt like that would be going backwards so yeah oh, that's... really not much thought behind it. Just, yeah. Like, Edinburgh. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. So kind of moving on to, I guess, you know, etiquette and your different kinds of teas. I mean, it seems like there's a whole world of teas out there that I don't really know about. I mean, how do you kind of source the tea? How do you decide what tea you're going to kind of sell? I noticed that I didn't realise that it actually comes from the one plant. Is that right? Yeah, it all comes from Camellia sinensis. I did not. Yeah, because there's so many different flavours and things. I had no idea that it came from the one plant but yeah how did you kind of like choose what teas you were going to sell ultimately I guess just tasting and trying lots of different teas and then traveling to various different tea gardens um, and I to be honest I've kind of chosen them based on what I like which <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <regular role. laughs> um 
and to be fair, we've had a really good staple range since we started, and then we add on ones. Um, so there's not many that we've changed over the years, but we add on limited editions every year. So okay, and some of them become permanent, like our Isle of Harris gin tea. Oh wow, that sounds nice. That sounds very up my stream. <laughs> It's a, a good one when you're trying to cut down on the alcohol, but it makes a good tea cocktail as well. Yeah, I saw that. I saw you did you do tea cocktails. I've never had a tea cocktail. Would you Would you recommend? <laughs> oh, amazing! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without them, yeah, definitely wow. have to try one. So yeah, you also have your tea shop. Well, well, you've got the tea shop and then a tea room on Frederick Street, which I'm visited quite a few times before best chai <laughs> latte in edinburgh hands down just putting it out there so yeah what made you so talk going a bit back again about your journey so you started uh with the tea room is that correct and then start really started to expand so what motivated you just to keep going to keep pushing even though there was like such as like the financial crisis and things i don't know the market goes up and down what kept you kept you motivated it was really just um, an absolute passion to try and let people experience whole leaf tea and the whole world that it opens up to you because it's such an exciting thing and you can do so much with it um, but it's also the headspace it gives you so yes. I think the average dunk time for a tea bag is 18 seconds in the UK wow as whole leaf tea you should let it brew and unfurl for a good three minutes um, so we're trying to encourage people to use that little pause for tea to just take a little break have a little mindfulness moment work out how they're going to live a bit better and live life a bit more on purpose yeah, totally. I saw that actually yeah I saw your teen mind kind of thing that you have and I think it's such a good idea because I, I can't remember I, I kind of I'm into all this meditation and spiritual type stuff and this spiritual teacher was kind of like in the morning you know when you make yourself a tea or a coffee give yourself that time to literally be in the moment and actually in the whole process of making that tea and it kind of sounds similar to your whole tea and mind campaign and it's such a it is so true you know half I mean I'm guilty of that my my tea dunking time is probably about five seconds in and then throw a tea bag in the event because I'm in a rush but yeah. I do the whole idea of actually take pausing having a minute having a cup of tea actually enjoying the process is is a really really positive thing I really I'm gonna start doing that you've inspired me to actually because <laughs> I'm, I'm a big yeah I'm a big tea fan and I really think it's a really good idea and I actually I, I looked at your tea and mind campaign and I do you know when you're feeling anxious have this kind of tea or if you're feeling energized have this kind of tea I don't really know that much about that but even if I'm feeling a bit stressed or if I want to get a good sleep I have a chamomile tea and it, honestly it definitely does help and I think you're really kind of showing that the health benefits of these different kinds of tea because they really are good for your mind and also for your physical health as well I think which is really important yeah. Um, I think with the whole tea and mind campaign so we all we linked it to the five Chinese elements and they all relate to different parts of your body and to different feelings and to different tastes and therefore we can relate them to different types of tea so that's yeah. what we've tried to do but just um, encouraging people depending on what tea they're having to have to do a little suggested exercise or a tea routine as we call it so it's, um, <laughs> doing a type of breathing exercise for three minutes while your tea's brewing or whether it's mindful drinking or whether it's just moving so doing some squats for a minute and lunges for another minute but it's <laughs> just tying little simple things into the daily habit of having a tea 
or it could be as simple as just connecting with somebody whether it's your your friend or your loved one or your kids or whatever so yeah just having a cup of tea with them with no distractions totally I think that's amazing like having it as a kind of ritual that you associate having tea with doing something for yourself something really positive and getting into that mindful space I think that's yeah I think it's great so yeah we also love um the ethical stance of your business too so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about the cause for cuppers campaign yes so causes for cuppers um which is at the moment we are focused on I guess it's three charities we're trying to stay focused <laughs> but we're working with um health and mind which is a mental health charity which promotes mental health and well-being um, so that's really cool. They've got some exciting things coming up, which we're getting involved in as well. So just trying to promote what they're doing and fundraise for them because um, it ties in so well with our Tea in Mind campaign. Yeah. Um, and then we do quite a bit of work with the Princess Trust as well. Um, again, just to try and encourage people, particularly young people, to sort of think about their lives and try and live a bit more on, on purpose and to actually think about where they want to get to. Um, so yeah, I do some mentoring for them um, and then we are with our new tea blends it's called positivity oh yeah love that yeah good timing as it turns out because we're spreading positivity as far and wide as we can uh-huh. <laughs> that's a collaboration with social bite and 20 percent of the sales of that tea goes straight to the social bite charity which is trying to end homelessness in scotland that's amazing i mean i guess it kind of goes back to what you were saying, you know, as a lawyer, as a litigation lawyer, you didn't feel like you were really helping those that need it. And now, who would have thought that 11 and a bit years later, you're actually you're the owner of your own business and you're still being able to help other people that actually need it. And I guess, was that something really important to you? Is that Was that kind of part of your mission that, OK, I want to have my own business, but I also want to be able to kind of give back to other people as well? Yeah, definitely. I think that's part of the whole circle. 100% to try and be fulfilled in life I think you have to help other people in some way and you get personally I get so much from it myself as well um, but yeah it's full circle and like attracts like and yeah it's kind of <laughs> law of attraction or whatever you want to call oh, it oh yes. yes Sarah knows all about the law of attraction <laughs> I do love the law of attraction <laughs> um I, I mean you are you know it seems so established now and you've got all these amazing I ideas and different kinds of teas and looking back did it take you a long time to kind of get to where you are now um yeah it's been a real journey um i have to say so i started with the tea room and our online shop and then we grew the wholesale side so we supply lots of other cafes and restaurants and shops all over the uk and a bit overseas and then in 2000 and when it was three three and a half years ago we opened our retail shop on rose street in Edinburgh, um, which again is a whole different learning curve. <laughs> I get bored easily. Keep doing new things. Yeah, um, totally. Lots more ideas now that we're in this um, particular phase. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Scary. Um. So overall, I mean, so you're glad you pursued your passion. We take it. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've had two children in the meantime since setting up. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Taking on just everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, really helped me because what I really want, my number one sort of, um, what you call it, value, I think, is mm-hmm. um, freedom. That's really, really important to me. Um, so I've set my business up so I can be free, free to work from anywhere, free to choose what I do, 
and say no to what I want to or yes to what I want totally. to. Free to go to my kids' sports day if I want to or free to have a day off if I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, really important. I guess that's the good thing of kind of having your own business is that you do have that freedom and you're not kind of tied to someone else. You don't have to work for someone and you feel like you're putting on all this effort and energy into something, but it's not really for you. And I guess that's that's the benefits of having your own business, which kind of moves me on to the, the last kind of question. What sort of maybe advice or tips do you have for someone maybe in their early 20s, maybe they've graduated, who doesn't really know what they want to do le- next or maybe they're in a job that they feel like they should be doing but it doesn't really fulfill them and they maybe have other passions what sort of advice would you kind of give <laughs> oh that's a <laughs> big one <laughs> big one to end it <laughs> the biggest thing actually that I wish I kind of had got to grips with earlier um, was fear getting over fear so fear of everything we all have Lots of us have fear of absolutely everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know, failing, which stops you from actually taking action, um, fear of being ridiculed, fear of telling you you're stupid. Like we've all got that monkey on our shoulder, or whatever. Totally. Um, so yeah, getting over that has been a, a huge thing. And even just recently, with the whole um, lockdown that's happened, I've had to face a lot of those fears. So I've got, I had a big fear about. Um, money and sort of running out of, of money um, when actually I had to face that head on that kind of almost it freed me in a way yeah which has really really spurred me on now so um, yeah it's quite it's quite good and I'd also had a big fear of um, putting myself out there particularly on social media yeah. oh really <laughs> people would ridicule me and I'd get loads of haters and yeah so I put it off for years now I don't have a choice so I'm doing my tea and mind videos every day yeah, I love them. I've been seeing them. <laughs> but now I'm over it. I don't care what other people think because I'm I'm doing it. I have to do it and I'm doing it to keep my business going and so we can keep all our employees and uh, keep all our customers and keep spreading our mission. So yeah, fear is a really big thing. Don't let that hold you back. So yeah. Take it on. Don't carry away. Yeah. that's No, that's great. But it, it really helps to um, journal as well, I think. So it's a good wow. To get into every morning to start and by that I just mean writing down whatever's in your head get your thoughts out uh, and then you'll often like come up with questions or you can see what's holding you back why is it holding you back just keep writing so it's it's almost you having a conversation with that um monkey brain Mm -hmm. yeah 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 like you 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 don't have to listen to it you can tell it to shut up and um you know best so yeah it's kind of like you are not your thoughts I mean I do a lot of like meditation headspace is a really good app I don't know if you've used that before but it's kind of a similar thing that you know you're not actually your thoughts and I love the idea of kind of just getting over you know these fears and it is I mean it is really scary I mean for us we're in our early 20s and it's quite scary to think okay do I really want to you know okay I might have a really good fancy corporate law job but you know in will I be happy in the future doing this rest of my life? You know what I mean? So I think there's a lot of kind of just taking the risk and really researching, obviously, what you're passionate about, really researching it like you did. You know, you went traveling and then kind of actually just going for it and putting, you know, because what's the worst that can happen, I guess, is that you can fail. And so what, you know, you can always do something else. But I think it's de- life's too short at the end of the day as well. So, yeah, it's be. The one thing I would say as well on that is 
when you're in your early 20s and even early 30s, whatever, people, I think we all put far too much pressure on ourselves and think that, oh, I need to get my legs sorted. I need to do it now. I need to do this. Look at her. Yeah. Look at him. Comparison yeah. is awful. Do not compare yourself to other people and don't put that pressure on yourself. Like, there is all the time that you need and hopefully our lives will be as long as we need them to be. Um, so it helps to just relax a little bit and not feel like you have to do everything all at the one, all at once um, and just yeah, be kind to yourself. Um, but also just try and get as much experience as possible, learn as much mm-hmm. as possible, which means failing often because that is how we learn the most. Um, and also I would say, I think coming out, when we come out of this whole lockdown phase and we start the new normal, I'm hoping that a lot of um, companies and businesses will have embraced some of these changes so people will be able to work a bit more remotely, a bit more. Yeah. Um, so it will be easier for people and you maybe don't need to have your own business. It just might make um, other jobs um, a bit more suitable for the current lifestyle, um, particularly where people are looking after children or juggling, caring for elderly relatives or all sorts of circumstances or just you maybe don't need to have just one job. You might do something and then you've got a, a part-time job that you're working on as a business. I mean, mm-hmm. who says you have to do it normally? Yeah. Own rules. Wow. Yeah, I'm just finding so much more time at the moment because I'm not commuting in and out of town because we live quite far out of the centre of Edinburgh, whereas I work uh, in Leith. So, um, yeah, just having that time now just to to do like focus on this podcast or just whatever just making me feel a lot better in myself and my mind um just yeah having time for yourself so yeah the new normal I'm embracing it I'm excited (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's been it's been so good to have you on and I think so many people are going to love listening to this because it's kind of what we're all about and it's it's really nice to hear from people like yourself it's really inspiring I guess like I feel I feel really inspired right now but yeah it's been honestly amazing and thank you so so much for taking the time to chat to us today thank you Um, so much for fitting us in we know it must be just so hectic right now with everything going on and yeah with kids at home and everything it's a challenge yeah (laughs) I'm not a a homeschooling teacher (laughs) well we really me on and all the best with your futures as well thank you so much much. honestly thank you wow that was amazing so inspiring um thank you so much Erica again for coming on we really loved that hearing about your whole journey from lawyer to now tea entrepreneur was just great yeah thank you so so much Erica um if you enjoy listening to this podcast or if you're maybe wanting to share your stories please feel free to drop us a dm on our instagram at cluelessthepodcast underscore or alternatively you can send us an email at cluelessthepod at gmail.com yeah, so we're also going to have this new kind of little segment or little challenge we do at the end of the podcast where we set ourselves, yeah, a challenge for the week ahead. So going from that podcast, we're going to challenge ourselves to take, well, while we're brewing our tea, because obviously Erica is the tea lady, when we're having tea this week, just to take a minute, just to be mindful. And in that moment, maybe even... doing some squats doing some stretches just doing something for yourself while you're making a tea just taking getting away from your thoughts and your worries and just yeah being in the moment so yeah Zara are you up for it yeah totally I think it's such a good 
um, idea that Erica was kind of talking about, and it's just literally giving yourself like that one minute or two minutes in the day yeah. where, I mean, usually half time when I'm having a cup of tea in the morning, I'm like rushing around or I'm like stressed. I'm not really actually there and like in the moment. So yeah, we want to see if you guys can join us on that challenge. It's not too difficult, hopefully. And I mean, I think it will hopefully benefit us in the long run, actually being more mindful and being in the moment, which is, um, yeah, what I'm really into and what we kind of want to preach as well. Not preach, yeah. but, you know, talk about. Um, preach, yes, little sister. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll keep you updated with the, how it's all going over on our Instagram. Uh, if you're not following us, yeah, go follow um, now. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening guys it's yes, been so you. great having Erica on thank you again Erica and guys go and follow Etiquette on Instagram go and purchase all of her amazing teas we are about to buy a whole load of them because they sound amazing um, so please feel free to check her out Erica Moore as well on Instagram really inspiring we really hope you enjoyed today's episode and we can't wait to get back to you next week yeah exciting stuff exciting things to come Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.